What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Drinks with Coach Palace. Today, I've got a London Fog with hemp milk. I used to drink a lot of London Fogs, actually, when I was a barista. Um, I also drank a lot of coffee. But now that I'm not drinking coffee anymore, I'm getting so much more into tea. And let me tell you, like, yes, there are lots of flavors and things you can do with coffee, but tea is a whole other world. And I am here for it. Also, I burnt my tongue on it already because I'm impatient. And that's a whole other issue. But it's okay. We're, we're surviving. Mm. It has cooled down considerably now. So that is super good. Welcome back to another episode of this podcast, Drinks with Coach Palace. Make sure you've got your water with you, whatever else you're drinking. Um especially if you're drinking something alcoholic because that stuff will dehydrate you with the diuretic and just drinking water is super helpful and important anyway. So today I thought we were going to talk about um, a couple things. Um, a couple things actually. Yeah. So these were just things that popped into my head. I went to a new store today and I don't know about you, but I get a lot of anxiety. I actually have been diagnosed with, I think it was just generalized anxiety disorder at the time, but this was back in like 2013. So it's been, it's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute. It's been like, oh my God, almost 10 years since I was diagnosed with anxiety. And it has been an adventure learning how to deal with it, for sure. Especially with the pandemic. I don't know about the rest of you, but I am stressed all the time. I think that's pretty normal. I think most of us are stressed a lot. If you're not stressed, um, you're probably not being very safe and I'm not a fan of you. (laughs) I'm gonna be blunt. If you're not out and you're not wearing a mask, what are you doing? You are putting so many people in danger, not just yourself. And if if you stop listening at this point, thanks for listening to two minutes of my podcast. We'll maybe see you next week, probably not. But I'm hoping that most of you who are listening agree with me and um, the thing is it's not even an opinion thing it's we have to wear masks until this is done with and we've been doing this for a year and you know what especially now that it's cold and snowy in a lot of places like Texas got snow wearing a face mask keeps your your face warm it's really nice it's really nice like I think I'm gonna wear a face mask every winter for the rest of my life now because it's just I enjoy it Plus, we have so many cute ones now. Like, can you imagine? What are we going to do with all the cute face masks that we've collected in the last year when we don't have to wear them anymore? Because I'm going to keep wearing them just because. Because they're cute. And they highlight my eyes. Anyway, I made a TikTok about that. So I get anxiety. (laughs) I get a lot of anxiety going out, new places, um, being in crowds. However, I refuse to let my anxiety control me. And there are moments where it does get overwhelming, it gets too much, and that's fine. Um, I'd rather it didn't, but I'm not gonna beat myself up for it. At least I'm gonna try not to. I just, I refuse to let my anxiety keep me from doing things that are important or that need to be done. Or, you know, like if I have to be in a crowd for an event that I really wanna go to, I'm gonna deal with it. I'm going to suck it up and ultimately I'm going to have a good time. Personally, when I'm anxious and I'm getting anxiety from crowds or something, if I am able to try to redirect my focus, like if I'm at an event 
and like maybe let's say it's a concert if i'm able to redirect my focus to the concert and just solely focus on the performers my anxiety doesn't take up so much of my energy because i'm not giving it the space and then i end up having a good time but and it's sometimes i do let the anxiety overwhelm me sometimes i it's not even let as it just happens and there's nothing i can do about it and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that it's a learning process and unfortunately progress is not linear in anything anything at all no matter what you're doing if you're trying to overcome anxiety or depression you're trying to lose weight you're trying to reach a goal progress is not linear and i hate that so much because wouldn't it just be nicer to count on that to know that as you hit each new milestone the next one's just a another step away instead of maybe you're going to take a couple steps back but that's part of life so i guess we will have to deal with it anyway i went to um, a new store this morning i actually went to get some cbd some cbd chocolates i used to order cbd gummies online and the ones that i found while effective had a weird aftertaste and then i found from a local dispensary these chocolates and they work so nice and they help with my anxiety however i had never gone to the dispensary to get these chocolates my girlfriend had so she'd been getting picking these up for me bless her heart for for a long time now and i'm about to run out and i say like, okay i need to i need to get more and i'm not going to see her for a few days so i need to go and get i need to get them myself like i could ask and then wait but i know that i needed them now that's another thing cbd does help with my anxiety but this is like a situational anxiety story that i'm telling so I was like, all right, I'm going to go to this dispensary. I get anxiety around in new places, around new people, especially people in dispensaries are always super nice, super helpful, and it it's just a good time. And I feel awkward going in there and being anxious, but I feel like going in there and just having these people be like super helpful and friendly and just there to answer you whatever your questions and they seem like they're having a good time, like everybody can have a bad day, but they're like you know where I'm here to help you out pick something and we're going to get you on your way and it's good like that's the attitude that I've encountered at pretty much every dispensary I've ever gone to and in the last several years cuz I live in a state where it's been legal for a while um but I'd still I'd never been to this one before and even when even the ones I'd been to in the past I would be with like a group of people and so like I, I would go with my friends and it made me feel better. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to get this. I need it. It has to be done. <laughs> yeah, or my anxiety is just going to get worse. So sometimes it's like you got to pick which anxiety you're going to deal with, you know? Or am are you going to deal with more long-term anxiety in my case where if I don't get my CBD, um, there's going to be more situations where I'm anxious and it's going to be harder to focus or do I deal with this one-time anxiety so that I have something to help with my anxiety going down the future? So I was like, all right. Maybe it's going to make me anxious, but it has to be done. So I'm going to do it. And I went and I did it and it was it was a good time and it was super easy and super quick and then I was I was done. And as I was walking out, I just felt so good. And it's weird because if you're looking at me on the outside, all I did was go into a dispensary, buy some CBD chocolates and then leave. Like 
totally normal. People do that all the time. I was like crossing the street and I was like, do you just walk in? That's another thing with COVID is like, are they metering? Do I have to wait outside? Like, what is going on? What's the situation, you know? Um, and that gives me anxiety too, because I'm always like, every store is different. Some, like the capacity limits are different. The signs aren't like always in obvious places or I'm just oblivious, which is also a case um, that's really probable. And I, that gives me anxiety too. So I was like watching people just go in and out. So if you look at me on the outside, I was just one of those people going in and out of this dispensary. No big deal. But to me, it, it's a big deal because I did something that, was, that made me anxious. I was like walking there and I was kind of anxious the whole time. And then I got my stuff and I left and that was it. And how freaking easy is that? How amazing. Like anxiety gets into your head and anxiety brain doesn't always make sense is the, the moral of this story. As anxiety brain's gonna tell you things that aren't necessarily true and probably aren't true. And I learned uh, last spring how to do a kind of, I think it was cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT. CBD, CBT, CBT, Charlie Bravo Tango, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, this method of journaling where it was like the thought um, or the fear, what the facts are, or it was like the fear, what you think will happen as a result, and then what the actual facts are, something like that. I had a whole document on my computer of all of these things that I've done and I journaled a lot about it. And then for some reason I deleted it, which sucks because I don't remember the formula specifically. Like maybe I don't wanna revisit those things that I was journaling about, but the formula would have at least been nice to keep. So that's a little disappointing, but I'm sure if you Google it and if I Google it, I could find it okay. Um, and the point is with that, is that anxiety brain is gonna tell you things and those are gonna be your fears. And I don't really know exactly what my fear was going into a new place. Maybe just that I was gonna do something wrong and embarrass myself, um, maybe. But like the facts are, it's not a big deal. And you just go in, you go out, and it was super easy. But I walked out and I was just like, I feel like an adult. <laughs> I feel like I did, I did a grown-up thing by myself. I did a new thing, I did a scary thing. I think it's akin to, if you're a millennial, um, making a phone call. Which is funny because, you know, most of us were talking to our friends on our phones when we were kids. We had our best friend's phone numbers memorized. And now do any of us memorize any phone numbers anymore? I don't. I know mine and I know my girlfriend's and that is it. I don't even know my brother's or my dad's. Like, no. I don't know those at all. So it's weird that we have such anxiety around phone calls, at least if you have anxiety and depression. That's the really common thing to be anxious about is making phone calls. So it's strange, but it's life. It's life for a lot of us and it's super common. I think that we can also find comfort in the fact that it is common and that a lot of us experience these things. But how interesting. So I just wanted to share the moral of this whole story. And I'm sorry, this is a 10 minute long tangent about how I went and got CBD chocolates to deal with my anxiety which maybe I will talk about how CBDs help with my anxiety later because coming up with dealing with my depression and anxiety has been a lifelong journey and it might be good to share. 
just so that some people feel less alone. That's I find a lot of comfort in hearing about others' experiences personally, so I always like to put mine out there. Anyway, um, anxiety brain's going to tell you things that isn't true, that aren't true, and you're just going to have to stare anxiety brain in the face. Um, I've actually heard that it really helps to name your anxiety and depression so you can separate it and realize that that's not you, that's not who you are, and yeah, so that you can be like, all right, anxiety brain, okay, whatever, and you can just like be like, sure, like, sure, Karen, Uh uh-huh, that's what's gonna happen, Uh uh-huh, sure, Karen, shut up, Karen, you know, so if you feel comfortable naming it and you have a name, then do it. But you don't have to. This is just a suggestion. Anxiety brain is going to tell you things that are not true. And sometimes it's going to be really hard to not listen to it. But I challenge you to. I challenge you to not let your anxiety stop you from doing what you want to do. Uh, A lot of things in life are scary. And if we don't face our anxiety some of the time, what kind of a life is that? Are you even having fun at that point? Because I know I wouldn't be. And that is why I, when I feel anxious, and I love, my girlfriend will tell me, I love that she's so supportive. She's like, you don't have to do it if you're anxious. You really don't. And I recognize that. However, I know personally for me, if I don't push myself, I'm never going to do anything. So... I will mope, I will complain, I'll be like, I don't want to do this, I'm scared, I'm anxious, I feel terrible, I'm nauseous, but I'm going to do it. And she's like, you really don't have to put yourself through it. And it's true, I don't have to put myself through that. And I recognize that there are moments where I can step back and I can say, yeah, you know what, this isn't for me, I'm not going to do this right now. But at the same time, it's important to also, I think, push yourself and do it despite how scared you are. You just have to find the balance and know and know when to push yourself and when you need a break. And that's really hard to learn. And I am not quite there yet myself, but I'm getting there. And I think we can all get there together. Oh, anxiety. Honestly, I have a lot of anxiety doing this podcast. Like, what am I talking about? I have a tendency to ramble a lot. I am okay with public speaking if I've really planned it out, but I really only come into these podcasts with vague topic ideas and then I run with it which I used to write a lot when I was a kid and that's how I would write I'd be like all right I've got a beginning and I've got an ending and we're just gonna see where it goes and I would just fill in the middle with random stuff and sometimes my ending would change completely but like it was part of the process for me and I think that was the most fun I actually went to college to be a writer I have a degree in writing And I hated when my professors would make me plan it out. And they would make me plan it out like chapter by chapter, beat by beat. And I'd be like, no, it feels too rigid. Because now I'm just gonna be focusing on how to get from this beat to the next one. And I'm just, I'm not gonna let anything flow. And I feel like my story suffered from it. Because that just wasn't how it worked for me. I'm sure a lot of people that their creative process might work that way, but mine did not. I don't do road roadmaps. But I have a lot of anxiety because I don't plan out these podcasts because I don't do roadmaps. And I'm like, I'm rambling. Like, I just went on about writing. But, you know, we're having fun. I'm drinking my London Fog. I'm going to get a workout in after this. It's going to be a good day. Sun's coming out, kind of. 
So who knows? Okay. I get this. Here's a. I put up on my Instagram a Q&A thing. And I put it up on my personal Instagram because I wanted to see what my more of my close friends had questions about, if any. And the question that I got the most was how do you reduce or lose belly fat? And I've been in the fitness industry, well not like super in it, like but I've been a part of it. I've been participating, I've been studying, you know what I mean. I've been like in fitness for the last like 12, 13 years. And this was a question that I had when I got into it, but that was like 13 years ago. And so I forget that this is a question that people still have because 13 years ago, I learned the answer and then I moved on. And I had more questions about like bulking or cutting or how to increase my one rep max, all that stuff. I stopped having questions so much about my physique and how it was gonna look so much as getting stronger. And I just forgot that a lot of people still have these basic questions. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it was just kind of like, oh, remember when you were there? Because I also sometimes worry and get anxiety. Like, am I just talking about basic things that people already know? Well, no, because a lot of people still don't know these things. And like, yes, there are a lot of voices saying these same things, but if I can also be one of those voices to strengthen the message, to back it up, to introduce new people to it, then I'm gonna do it. So, how do you lose belly fat? You, you don't, <laughs> you do. You do lose belly fat with the rest of the fat on your body. Unfortunately, you cannot spot reduce. You can focus on a particular muscle group and make it stronger. You can make that bigger. You can tear it up and build it up and do whatever, but with fat, you cannot spot reduce. Um, Waist trainers are not going to make you lose belly fat. They, if anything, if you wear them too often, um, you, you're gonna actually see some, you're gonna have some issues with your abdominal muscle strength because it's gonna weaken it. Because you're gonna be, if you wear it too much, and this is a caveat, okay, because if you wear it too much, and I'm sure that's gonna vary for everybody, it's gonna affect your abdominal strength because your body's gonna start relying on the rigidity of the waist trainer to kind of hold you up and suck you in versus using your natural muscles. Um, and it's a whole thing, but it's, it's not gonna make you lose belly fat. It's not going to like make you sweat more and therefore lose belly fat. Like you sweat, you might sweat more. It's another layer uh, on you and if you get too warm, you know, especially in the summer, like, yeah, you might sweat more in your stomach area, but that doesn't mean that you're going to lose belly fat. You have to unfortunately think of losing fat as an overall, I think a good visual is like an overall like layer process and you got to lose. And this isn't necessarily true though, but it's a good, it's a better visual, I think, than trying to think about spot reducing, which is not a thing. Um, where like maybe you lose one layer of fat on your whole body 
and then you lose another one and you get like smaller that way like like onions let's talk let's let's talk like shrek and be like it's like an onion where you just gotta the whole layer's gotta come off you can you can't take a piece off that's bad because you could take a piece off of an onion but then why would you do that take off the whole layer and then you take off another layer and that's kind of more what losing fat is like instead of like oh i'm gonna lose fat just in my muscles just in my thighs like people who try to just slim out their legs alone you're gonna slim out the rest of your body too so be prepared for that um, losing weight and some people lose weight in one place faster than another is another thing is your body depending on how your body stores fat it's also it's going to be a huge factor in how you lose fat if your body stores fat in your stomach more easily that's going to be the hardest part to lose unfortunately your body determines um hey i need more fat in this area for i don't know why because there are levels and areas of essential fat that are needed for uh, protection and for growth and just all of the good body functions which is why you can't like if you get you lose too much weight it starts to really become a problem another health issue but and I think those are areas where you hold on to fat a little bit more and unfortunately especially for um, well, a lot of people, but especially for people with a uterus, there's that belly pooch right below the belly button that has like extra layers of fat. And you know what? That is there, unfortunately, to protect that organ and to promote and protect, like promote growth and protect um, a baby should you choose to have one. So your body if you have a uterus is naturally designed to carry fat more fat in that area which also makes it harder to lose so whatever your thoughts are on having children or you know whether or not you want them whether or not you identify with your assigned gender at birth um it's kind of beautiful that the body is like hey this is an organ that promotes life we gotta protect it like, I don't want kids. I also don't identify with my gender that was assigned at birth. And I would very much like to get rid of my uterus. But I think it's kind of, I think the body is just fascinating. Because bodies are just so weird. They're so weird. We could talk about that forever. I could talk about that forever. But just the fact that it's like, hey, you could potentially make another person. So we're going to have some extra fat here. In case that ever happens so it's ready so that we can we can do that um, so to lose belly fat you got to lose fat all over which means caloric deficit and exercise and I mean you could do it with just a caloric deficit you don't have to exercise however exercise is good for a multitude of other reasons there are so many other health benefits that you get from exercise that I recommend you add exercise in there. Like a little bit, 30, 30 to 60 minutes a day, three to six days a week, depending on what your goals and your time constraints are. And you're just going to see an improvement in your overall health. And the belly fat will come off 
it's just going to come off with a bunch of other fat as well. It's a whole layer. So unfortunately, yes, we cannot spot reduce. I, that losing it is an overall thing. You can imagine teenage me being very disappointed to hear that, as I'm sure a lot of you are. So then like, what's the, what's the best exercise you might be thinking? What's the best exercise? Because you're saying I, I, I can't spot reduce, but there's gotta be something I can do. Caloric deficit, okay, I get it, makes sense. Gotta lose weight, gotta to lose fat. Like I have to be burning more energy than I'm intaking so that I can reduce my body size. I understand. There's gotta be an exercise though. There's gotta be. Well, here's the thing, there's not. <laughs> There's no best, okay, I'm not gonna say it like that. I think people think like, is, is dancing gonna work? I really like to dance. Is running gonna work? Like just running, can I just do yoga? Can I just do Pilates? Can I go to my CrossFit classes and my yoga classes? And I mean, first of all, if it's safe, then sure. But um, otherwise, you know, kind of hold off because we are still in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> But if it is safe, then I'm jealous. I miss my group fitness. But here's the thing. If you are moving your body and you are getting your heart rate up and you're having fun, that is the best exercise. There's no like best exercise. There's no one exercise that's better than the other. One might have better uh, effects for your heart one might have better effects for your muscles one might be better at reducing blood pressure but again that's also independent like it matters and it varies for everybody it varies from person to person depending on their body chemistry where they at and where they're at in their health journey all of that so there's no like one best exercise that's overall the best exercise in my opinion anyway. I think the best exercise is whatever one gets your heart rate up and you have fun doing. Sometimes, literally, I don't have a treadmill. I don't have much in the way of a home gym besides a yoga mat and some resistance bands and hopefully soon a pull-up bar. But sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna put on, uh, this is gonna sound stupid, but I'm gonna put on one of those videos that you can play while you're like running on a treadmill or bicycling on YouTube on my TV and I'm gonna jog in place in front of it. Maybe I'll throw some jumping jacks in there, but it's gonna get me moving. It's gonna get my heart rate up. I'm gonna have a good time. Surprisingly, it sounds a little mundane, but it's kind of fun sometimes. And that's great. And that might not be the most rigorous exercise I could do because sometimes I, you know what, I do love my high intensity interval training, but sometimes just throwing that on is all I need. And that's fine because I'm still getting my body moving. I'm still getting my heart pumping, my blood flowing. I'm still kind of challenging my muscles a little bit. Maybe I'll throw some squats in there. And it's a good time. Like my fitness tracker is still gonna tell me that I moved and that I did something and even though the calorie count's probably way off, I still burn some calories. And it's better than sitting all day. So, best exercise, 
is just whatever you have the most fun doing and that you can be consistent with. Because consistency is really key for any goal. Progress may not be linear, but if you're consistent about it, you're still gonna reach that goal and you're gonna reach it a lot faster than if you weren't consistent. Like, your consistency (laughs) can be on a straight line or whatever, even though your progress is gonna be all over the place. You're just gonna get from point A to point B a lot faster if you're consistent than if you're not. So just keep moving, keep eating good food, get those fruits and vegetables in, and take a breath. Everything is going to be okay at some point. I don't know when, but we are gonna get there, I promise you. I hope this podcast made sense. I'm gonna try and get my workout in for the day because I have so many other things to do. Um, Coming up in March, by the way, I really gotta post about this on Instagram, but um, fitness challenge. It's gonna take up the entire month of March, so we're gonna do 31 days. Usually we do 30, but I'm gonna push it to 31 because I think we can do it. 31 days of fitness. I'm gonna put up the calendar and the exercises. I'm also gonna do live stream workouts on my Instagram, which is at jasperbluefit. Um, so like once a week at least, uh, probably on Wednesdays at some point in the day. My day job schedule varies so much that I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna try to post um, the weekend prior, like on Saturday, if not sooner, the live stream schedule as well. You're welcome to join if you miss it. I am gonna try to upload those videos to YouTube as well so that you have uh, access to them whenever you want. Um, They are going to be one of the workouts for the week. I'm still working on the calendar because if I'm only live streaming once a week and it's on the same day, I don't want the live stream to be like, we're always just focusing on this muscle, you know? So um, that's actually my big project for today is to figure that stuff out. And, you know, from there. (laughs) So follow me on Instagram so you can see um, there are gonna be prizes. I don't know what the prizes are yet. I'm still trying to figure that out. Like what's the most fun prize, you know? And um, it's just, I'm excited, it's gonna be a good time. So fitness challenge coming up March 1st. Follow me again on Instagram at jasperbluefit to become a part of that. And it's gonna be a good time. Intention for the week, even though it's Tuesday, it's never too late to set your intention. My intention was to drink more water. And uh, you know what? I didn't do super hot at that. I did a little bit better, but I wanted to drink more water, even more water than I was instead of just a little bit more water. So I think I'm going to stick to that intention this week, continue to hydrate and continue to stretch. I am finding my body getting a little bit more flexible, but it's also fun to figure out like where I'm more tense and trying to figure out why like my right thigh is way more tense than my left thigh and I don't know why it's interesting like I can stretch my left thigh into all kinds of positions but my right one does not want to do much of anything so we have fun (laughs) um that is about it I will see you guys next week or I I will talk to you guys I won't see you guys um unless you're on my Instagram 
And we're gonna get that fitness challenge going. Make sure you also follow me on Twitter, which I think is still Sexy Trash Boy because I keep forgetting to change it. And yeah, make sure that you be kind to one another, including yourself. Make sure you hydrate and remember who you are. And if you forget, call someone. I'll see you later. Bye.